You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, I'm Scott Cullen. Welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. For the season previews this year, every day I do a topic, then preview one American League and one National League team for fantasy purposes. In today's episode, it's a look at breakthrough hitters for the 2021 season before breaking down the Oakland A's and Pittsburgh Pirates. So let's start with the breakthrough bats, and we'll start with Toronto Blue Jays first baseman Vladimir Guerrero Jr. In 757 career plate appearances, he has 24 home runs, hitting 269 with a 778 uh, OPS, which is fine, but it's also kind of underwhelming considering how much he destroyed minor league pitching. In any case, Vladdy is still just 22 years old. He's dropped a bunch of weight, and while I'm not getting hooked into any best shape of his life narrative, improved conditioning isn't going to hurt Guerrero's production, and he's probably ready. Uh, to take off in this season. Also at first base, Nate Lowe for Texas, 25-year-old who has 11 home runs and 245 career plate appearances. He does strike out a lot, and that leaves him with some batting average risk. But the opportunity to play in Texas is what gives Lowe a chance to be a breakthrough player. If he gets 500 plate appearances and gives you 25-plus home runs, that could work. St. Louis Cardinals outfielder Dylan Carlson. You know, there are some players in the breakthrough category who kind of come with hopes and fingers crossed and, you know, maybe they'll, they'll turn into something. Uh, others come with a little bit more in, inevitability, and I think Carlson uh, is, in, is in that camp. Uh, he's likely to become a very good major league hitter, but he did struggle a bit in 35 games for the Cardinals last season. Still, he's 22 years old. He could hit 20 home runs and steal double-digit bases maybe as soon as this season, uh, and that'll fit in just about any lineup. Tampa Bay left fielder, Randy Arozarena. Does he really count as a breakthrough player when he was the biggest star in last year's playoffs? He had seven home runs and 76 plate appearances at the end of the regular season, then added 10 home runs and 86 plate appearances in the playoffs. Uh, He's probably not going to hit uh, home runs at a rate of 17 home runs per 162 plate appearances, but it's not far-fetched to envision maybe 25 home runs, maybe even a little more uh, in a full-time role. He probably won't come as a bargain on draft day, but uh, we're still waiting on, on a full-season breakthrough uh, for Randy Arozarena. Once second base and outfielder Nick Solak for Texas. Uh, that dual position eligibility certainly helps. And he has a modest seven home runs and 368 career plate appearances. But last season, Solak had the home run fly ball rate of 3.4%, which is ridiculously low. Uh, he can hit enough uh, to have value at second base, which is admittedly a low bar, but... It's probably time for Solak to get regular at-bats uh, as part of that Rangers lineup. Third baseman, Kevin Biggio of Toronto. In 695 plate appearances through his first two seasons, Biggio has 24 home runs, 20 stolen bases, 107 runs scored, and 76 RBIs, all while hitting 240. You know, that playing time is a little more than standard for a full season, but it's not too far off. Uh, and it but if the other production is, if that's around, you know, the base of Biggio's uh, possibility, uh, he could have some pretty high-end production. Uh, and the, the only question will be whether or not his batting average is okay or ultimately a liability. 
a right fielder, Alex Verdugo for Boston. 24-year-old was the centerpiece of the Mookie Betts trade last season. And in 709 career plate appearances, which are scattered over the past four seasons, he's hit 20 home runs, driven in 64, scored 91 runs, stole eight bases while batting 290. You know, let's see what he can do uh, with 550 or 600 plate appearances uh, in a full season. Uh, center fielder Jesse Winker of Cincinnati, 27-year-old, who's hitting 280 with an 859 OPS and four and 42 home runs in 1,038 career plate appearances. You know, but that's all, like Verdugo. That's been spread over the past four seasons. Uh, a full season could push Winker to 25 plus home runs, and, and that alone uh, does should put him on your fantasy radar. Oh, and sure, why not? Let's go one more Blue Jay shortstop Bo Bichette. His 340 career plate appearances has 16 home runs, eight stolen bases, 50 runs scored, and 44 RBIs, all while hitting 307. A full season might bring him close to doubling those numbers. Uh, and Bichette is just 23, so it's hardly out of the realm of possibility that he will continue to improve. He's no secret, but his breakthrough full season hasn't happened yet. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over. But March Madness is going in college basketball. The NBA and NHL are in full swing. Major League Baseball, as you may have heard, is just around the corner. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time, updated odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code Locked On at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. All right, so let's break down the the Oakland A's, the team that uh, does have some fantasy value, but they're kind of lacking in in high end options. Uh, and so they're, the most valuable bat is probably that of third baseman Matt Chapman. Uh, probably looking around third, fourth round. Uh, he has legit 30 home run power, uh, though his average can be a bit of a risk. He's a 255 hitter for his career, which would be fine. Uh, but last season he was down in the 230s. Uh, and so a lot of times when you're taking somebody who has legit 30 home run power, the, there is a trade-off to be made. Uh, in terms of batting average, but if Chap- Chapman manages to hit 255 or better, uh, well then you're then you're off to the races. Uh, first baseman Matt Olson, uh, who probably goes sixth to eighth round, maybe uh, he also has legit uh, 30 home run power, but maybe a bit more of a, an average risk. He's hitting 245 for his career, uh, but just 195 last season. Uh, so you know Olson is a pretty valuable uh, commodity at first base, but uh, more valuable if he's not hitting 195. Uh, center fielder Ramon Laureano uh, might be, you know, 10th roundish uh, this year. And the thing is, in 2019, he looked like a five-tool player. You know, maybe not, maybe not a Willie Mays five-tool player, but uh, a player who could do everything: hit for some power, hit, uh, steal some bases. Um, you know, certainly has the defense. He, he hit for batting average, uh, and and it just it didn't uh, work out the same way in 2020. Uh, but you know, that's a small sample of games. If Floriano bounces back to what he was in 2019, uh, he has real potential uh, to provide value on, on a lower draft slot this year. Uh, catcher Sean Murphy, probably a mid-round pick. 
Uh, and certainly if you're in an on-base percentage league, even better. Uh, but in his first 200 major league pay, plate appearances, he's hit 11 home runs and has an 846 OPS. So uh, you've got something to work with there. Uh, and, you know, he's, he's not going to be, you know, one of the top catchers off the board. Uh, but if you're looking to kind of fill in uh, as, as a later uh, option as a starting catcher, he's probably uh, fits in in that area just fine. Uh, left fielder Mark Canna is probably a late round pick. Uh, this is a 32-year-old who's never had 500 plate appearances in a season, uh, but he did have 26 home runs in 2019. And so you can kind of, uh, you know, hit your wagon to that. But uh, if the playing time isn't there, uh, the rest of the stats probably aren't going to um, make Canna all that valuable. That's that's why, you know, you take a shot late uh, and, and see how the playing time works out for him. And if he's hitting, if he gives you 25-plus home runs, well then, you know, as a late-round pick, that works fine. Uh, shortstop, Elvis Andrus, another late-round pick. Struggled at the plate last season. Uh, and really what you're what you're investing here in Andrus, even with a late-round pick, is for stolen bases. Uh, he didn't run a whole lot last season either. Uh, but, you know, throughout his career, he's uh, good for 20, sometimes, uh, you know, in, in a good season, 30, but maybe at this stage of his career, uh, look for 20-plus over a full season. And that might, uh, might make it as a late-round uh, middle infield option, uh, depending on your needs. Uh, then we've got a, you know, a few kind of hitters that probably aren't going to uh, go on draft day. And, that, and that's you know, giving the benefit of the doubt to Canna and Andrus. Uh, but DH Mitch Moreland, uh, who's a platoon hitter, good for 20 home runs, uh, almost every year. Uh, but he often ends up on the waiver wire because his playing time is not kind of typically, uh, enough for uh, a standard fantasy, uh, league, but, He's the kind of guy that uh, when, when you need somebody to fill in, uh, uh, when you have somebody on the injured list, you know, Mitch Moreland is often out there on the waiver wire and, and not a bad pickup because uh, he does have some legit power. Uh, then there's right fielder Stephen Piscotti, who a two-time 20 home run hitter, uh, who's also really struggled uh, at the plate in the past two seasons. So you you don't need to invest in, in him on uh, draft day. Uh, you can kind of take a wait and see approach and see whether Piscotti uh, is bouncing back at all uh, in 2021. Uh, and then you've got infielders, uh, Tony Kemp and Chad Pinder, nothing to see there uh, for fantasy purposes. As for the pitching staff, uh, Jesus Lazardo is probably the uh, most appealing uh, on the A's pitching staff, you know, maybe around the seventh round. Uh, as a rookie last year, he had a 4.12 ERA, 1.27 whip and nine strikeouts per nine. Uh, that's in 59 innings. Like the, the ERA is a little high and the whip is maybe a, a tiny bit high. Uh, but a strikeout per inning is a pretty good start. Uh, and if Luzardo can kind of build on that, um, that that's what makes him the kind of the most appealing uh, of, of the group here because, uh, you know, the the rest of the uh, ace starters don't have, uh, I guess, the high ceiling uh, that Luzardo might have. Uh, then there's Sean Manaya, who maybe is a mid-round pick. Uh, in his career, he has a 3.85 ERA and a 1.20 whip, uh, which is all right. Uh, but he also only has 7.3 strikeouts per nine, which is a tad low. Uh, and so you, you might worry about how sustainable any of his numbers are uh, with a low strikeout rate. Uh, and then just for mere fantasy purposes, uh, the strikeout rate being that low, uh, that's a bit of a trade-off already. Uh, then we've got late round pick, uh, maybe Frankie Montas. He returned from his PED suspension uh, and then last season at a 5.60 ERA and a 1.51 whip and 11 starts. And it makes it kind of hard to... Uh, to put a whole lot of value in his previous season, right? When, when he did get dinged for PED. So, you know, if you're, you know, de- kind of desperate to fill out your uh, starting staff, 
late in, late in the draft, sure, take a, a chance on Frankie Montes, uh, but understand you're definitely taking a chance. Uh, and then also <laughs> a, a late round pick most likely, but maybe maybe he's uh, comes in better than that, is Chris Bassett, uh, who was the ace of the staff last season. Uh, but he's also a prime uh, regression candidate. Uh, and then I guess the question will be is how far he regresses after he posted a 2.29 ERA last year. Uh, if it goes up to 3.29, he's still really valuable. If it goes up to 4.29, well, now you're now you're into the, the real, really questionable territory. Uh, but you know, Bassett doesn't have a great strikeout rate, uh, and you know we don't have a, a history of him throwing an ERA up in the low twos um, before last season. So uh, you probably can expect that he's uh, going to regress. It's just a question of how far. Uh, you could also look to the likes of AJ Puck or or uh, Mike Fires, uh, but. You know, we're, we're moving uh, late, late in uh, in fantasy drafts for those guys. Uh, as for closer, Trevor Rosenthal, um, you know, strange that the A's uh, spent the kind of money they did on him, but uh, he's he- healthy and pitched like a bona fide closer again last year. Uh, had a 1.90 ERA, 0.85 whip, uh, saved 11 games between Kansas City and San Diego, had 14.5 strikeouts per nine. Uh, and so if he, you know, stays healthy for the full season, uh, he probably gets you 30-plus saves. Uh, for for Oakland and that's uh, you know when you're when you're filling out for uh, the closer spot you really need the saves everything else is you you can kind of deal with because their their sample uh, size is pretty small so if the ERA is a little high it's usually fine if the whip is a little high it's fine Uh, if the strikeout rate isn't what you want that's still fine as long as he's getting the saves and so Rosenthal is at least in position uh, to get those saves. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is an incredible, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now's the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is coconut versus white chocolate uh, birthday cake. And I'm at a bit of a disadvantage here because I have not had either one of these bars. Uh, and so. Uh, I guess I'm going to lean towards white chocolate birthday cake because I'm really not a coconut guy. Uh, and that's, uh, but uh, as we have, have said all along here, there are no losers in Built Bar Madness. So go to BuiltBar.com or to at bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember, use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15. You get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Beginning this Wednesday, the Locked On MLB podcast is featuring one of our biggest events of the year, the Locked On MLB Division Preview Series. All of our local experts in every MLB market answer the biggest questions around each team. Follow Locked On MLB on the Radio.com app or wherever you get podcasts. And send me your questions. I'm at by Scott Cullen on Twitter. The show is at LO underscore fantasy MLB on Twitter. You want to fire off an email, send it to locked on fantasy baseball at gmail.com. So we've gone through breakthrough hitters. We've gone through the Oakland A's. Now let's take a look at the Pittsburgh Pirates a team that does not have a lot of fantasy value, believe it or not. Uh, we'll start uh, with third baseman, Q Brian Hayes, uh, maybe seventh or eighth round. Uh, and, Look, he had an incredible start to his career. Uh, 95 plate appearances last year. He hit 376, had five home runs and 11.24 OPS. Now, he can't keep that pace over a full season. There's no reason to believe that that 
uh, <laughs> he's going to be that guy. Um, but uh, he does look like a potential star. And really, when you're when you're Pittsburgh, uh, you cling uh, very tightly to to somebody who could be a potential star. Uh, and so Hayes in the seventh or eighth round uh, makes some sense. Uh, but there's also risk, right? You're taking a guy who has a very small sample of work at, at the major league level, and and you're hoping uh, that uh, that he can continue and and you know continue his career ascent. Uh, but you know the the standard path for uh, for major league baseball players it, it doesn't always run a straight smooth line. Uh, and you know maybe we'll we'll check in on uh, the next player on my list, and and we're basically. Uh, anyone else uh, on the the Pirates is either a late round or waiver wire uh, consideration, and so let's look at left fielder Brian Reynolds, who hit 314 as a rookie in 2019, uh, OPS of 880. Looked like he was really going to be something. Uh, well, last season he hit 189. You know, um, <laughs> 189. You know, eliminates him from fantasy appeal altogether, uh, and so does somewhere in between. Uh, can Reynolds? Uh, if 314 as a rookie was, you know, too high and due for regression, fine. Uh, 189 last season, if that's too low, due for regression, uh, is him hitting 250 or 260, is that good enough to have uh, fantasy appeal? Probably not in most leagues. Uh, and so Reynolds is probably someone who goes in late rounds or uh, right into the waiver wire. Uh, shortstop Kevin Newman, who in 2019 had 12 home runs, 16 stolen bases, and hit 308. If he could get back to that, uh, he he would be well worth a late round pick, uh, just to, to fill a middle infield spot with with some of that potential. Uh, but at the same time, Newman wasn't that as productive last season. And and you know, as I've said on many podcasts, we're trying not to overrate the impact of of the 2020 season, given that it was two months. Uh, and you, you you wouldn't pass massive judgment on a player based on two months in a full season. Uh, so you shouldn't go kind of go overboard uh, on that. Uh, based on the 2020 results uh, at the same time you know if you're looking for a, a middle infielder uh, you may have options that are still better for you than Kevin Newman uh, and then there's catcher Jacob Stallings again possibly a late round pick um, he's a 262 career hitter which at catcher uh, make him a bit of an asset now uh, there's not a lot of power uh, that comes along with that uh, and that probably makes Stallings kind of a, a late round second string catcher you know Basically, you'll take that average because it won't hurt you. Uh, but, you know, there's not a ton of appeal there. Uh, second baseman Adam Frazier uh, is a 273 career hitter, doesn't have much power, doesn't have much speed. Uh, he's typically a guy you find on the waiver wire when you're you know, looking to fill in uh, for injury. Uh, and, and you'll take him because the 273 batting average over his career, you can, you can feel safe that he's not going to crush your batting average, uh, but you can also feel safe that he's probably not going to add a whole lot otherwise. Uh, first baseman Colin Moran, who did show some power last season. He had 10 home runs in, in that shortened season, and, and that prorates out to 27 in a full season. Um, if Moran hits like that with that kind of power, um, even though he hit 247, you know, there's still a low-end corner infield uh, option uh, possibility there. Uh, right fielder Gregory Polanco, who was incredibly awful last season. He hit 153 with a 539 OPS, uh, which... I mean, he, he, he wouldn't finish any, uh, the season on anybody's fantasy team with, with those numbers. Uh, but given his previous track record, uh, maybe Polanco's a bit of a sleeper in 2021. He's twice had 20-plus home runs, twice had 15-plus stolen bases. You know, so there is a path uh, to Polanco providing uh, a decent fantasy season. 
<laughs> but it obviously starts with him adding at least 100 points to his batting average. Uh, center fielder Anthony Alford uh, is a 26-year-old who couldn't stay healthy uh, when he was in Toronto, and, and even when he managed to stay healthy, he couldn't hit. Um, but he is going to get a shot with the Pirates this year. Um, Alford does have some speed, uh, but he also, in 88 career plate appearances, is hitting 169 with a 529 OPS. Uh, so you're, if you're going to take a shot at him uh, on draft day, you are, uh, you're making a big projection uh, and, and hoping. Uh, but I, I think more likely is that you, know, you can wait and see how he starts the season. And if he manages to you know, stay healthy for a little while and put up some numbers, then you can go after uh, Alford on the waiver wire. So now let's take a look at Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's pitching staff. Uh, and as you might expect, not a lot of great options. Um, pretty much all late round or waiver wire uh, candidates for fantasy. Uh, we'll start with Mitch Keller, who had 2.91 ERA and a 1.25 uh, whip and a handful of starts last season, but he also only had 6.6 strikeouts per nine, which is strange because he he kind of got hit hard as a rookie in 2019, uh, but the kind of one saving grace was that he had 12.2 strikeouts per nine, and that sort of uh, you know led to higher expectations going into last season. Uh, and then for whatever reason, you know, the numbers... The 2.91 ERA and 1.25 WHIP are pretty pretty solid, uh, but then he only does it with 6.6 strikeouts per nine. So, you know, Keller, there's potential there, but obviously tons of risk because he, he really is still dealing on very small samples uh, through 16 major league starts. Uh, then there's uh, J.T. Brubaker, uh, who as a rookie had a 4.94 ERA and a 1.37 WHIP, both of which are are too high for fantasy. Uh, but he also had a 9.1 strikeouts per nine, which if he builds on that. Uh, there's a chance that, uh, you know, maybe he, he works his way into fantasy viability at some point this year. Uh, then the rest of the pitching staff, there's Tyler Anderson, you know, whose career number is 4.65 ERA, 1.34 whip, eight strikeouts per nine. It's entirely fine to have that guy, you know, somewhere in your major league rotation. Uh, he probably doesn't fit in too many fantasy rotations uh, with those numbers. Uh, there's Stephen Bro, who had a breakthrough season last year. He had a 3.38 ERA, 1.20 whip, eight strikeouts per nine. But a small sample, he started 10 games. His ERA in the previous four seasons was 4.88. Uh, so how much do you want to uh, value uh, those 10 starts uh, for Stephen Bro? Uh, and then there's Chad Cool, uh, who for his career has a 4.36 ERA, 1.42 whip, eight strikeouts per nine. Again, it's entirely fine if, if that guy is uh, you know, filling a spot uh, in your major league rotation. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that he has fantasy value. Uh, and then for closer, it looks like Richard Rodriguez is going to be the guy. He's a 31-year-old who has five career saves, but he's been a quality setup man uh, for three seasons, and uh, the Pirates might as well give him a shot uh, in that role. And and so when you're looking for saves late in your draft, Richard Rodriguez is probably still out there because he doesn't have the pedigree, doesn't have a track record, and he's pitching for a bad team. Uh, but uh, even even the worst teams uh, have closers who who save games. So uh, don't don't completely forget about Richard Rodriguez. That will do it for today. I will be back tomorrow. We'll do more stats. Um, maybe we'll look at uh, some breakthrough pitchers uh, for 2021 before uh, the next team previews. Uh, also, check out Locked on Fantasy Hockey. Find those podcasts. Subscribe. Rate them on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio.com, wherever you get your podcasts. Stay locked in with Locked on Fantasy Baseball, your daily source for fantasy news and analysis.